65 years ago, a young man from a place beyond the oceans landed on Amilta. 50 years ago, his son sailed back across the ocean to discover more about his family. 20 years ago, that son, now a captain, picked up a crewman in a quiet port town north of Stageport. Over the next 15 years, that crewman learned a great many things from the captain, from the practical applications of swordsmanship and seamanship to the esoteric, ideology and philosophy. But perhaps the most important lesson eluded him. Why? Welcome, everybody, to Sword of Symphonies. I guess I'm your host today. It's me, Nick. Um... Uh, yeah, I, it's still Nick. Last I checked, I don't have a name tag or anything like that, so I can't totally be sure, but I'm pretty certain I am Nick. I have a high degree of confidence that you're Nick. I have at least an 85% degree of confidence that I'm Nick, but the people who I do know are with me today are Kat. Hi. Kirsten. Hi. I am also not wearing a name tag, but I am here. And Kathleen. You know, I've got the self-confidence to know who I am. That's all we can really ask for in this world now, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Wow. I did, I, it's deep. Wow. But yes, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. I did the intro this week, which means it's the end of Cobb time. and At least within the next couple episodes. <laughs> at least within the next couple of episodes. Well, I mean, Cobb will still be around. He's not going anywhere, but... Yeah, that would be a real, like, extra dramatic and not super us way to end the arc, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably not. I still, we're, I'm still going to be playing him. He'll still be around. This week on Sword of Symphony, <laughs> one of these characters will die. <laughs> Who will live? This is the end of season one stinger. We're actually a soap opera now. <laughs> okay. Intros aside, I'm still the GM. I'm still in charge here. And previously... On Sword of Symphonies. Previously on Sword of Symphonies. I had to stop putting bees in all my words. I don't know where I got that stupid habit. Does bees, cats, uh, you into apiary right now? Ha. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. I eat the bees and then they come out of my words. Mm. Oh, so you are a cat. So previously on Sword of Symphonies, the crew learned a couple things about the archipelago in which they find themselves. They encountered the prince of this island on the same rocky little portion of the archipelago where a giant raptor resides. They exchanged stories with this noble demon and in exchange received a sword made out of one of the raptor's feathers. Or rather, the demon turned one of the feathers into a sword. And now the party has, having been warned that the raptor is hungry, returned to the beach to make sure that the crew of the Westbreaker makes it off this island safely. We don't need anybody being spirited away by Big Bird. Really not, though. So Penelope went first to find that repairs are going slowly, but they're going. And then Cobb and Tissa, having had to travel on foot, arrived at beach. So now my question is, repairs not finished yet. Crew not Fully up and running. What do? Um, I think we had built a fire as well. Uh, to Oh, right. Sot had been gathering driftwood to build yeah. a great big fire. 
Yes, we were thinking if we could build a big fire, maybe it would scare Bird away. Yeah. It also yes. might attract Bird, but I don't think Bird is a moth, so we may not have to worry about that. Hopefully. Is Moth Bird? Is Bird Moth? Bird of the Bee of the Moth? I'm pretty certain they aren't the same thing, but also, like, Cobb doesn't know what this bird is. It could be a big bird moth. Mm. Could be a big bird moth. I suppose it's only Penelope who has directly seen the big bird, so she's probably the one who could best answer this question for us. Um, yeah, how, how, when I saw it, it was kind of a glance, but how much of a lookout did I get when it flew over that other time? Feathered wing. Okay. Did I get a, like, how big was the wingspan? Um, it was very high up, but it cast a real big shadow. Uh, and then the feather that we got from, from it is quite large. It's sort of big. Yeah, it's cob arm length. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so assuming that this is like a pin feather, that's still pretty big. If this isn't a pin feather, it's very big. Let's hope it's a pin feather. <laughs> oh, um, well, one of you guys can roll me some kind of, um, actually, Kirsten, make me an understanding riding roll. This is a good question. How does it compare to um, Pollyanna's uh, feathers? Ooh, I'm, I'm assuming Pollyanna has feathers. Yep. Here. This is way bigger than a Polly feather. Oh boy. Polly's pinions are like elbow to fingertip. Four successes, one edge success. Oh, that'll tell you for sure that the sword feather that Cobb has has kind of a squared off end. It looks like a kanda. And um, that is the shape of a tail feather. Oh, okay. Not a, uh, like a flappy wing friend. Okay. So in that case, then it's at the very least like tail feathers can be, well, tail feathers can kind of be whatever size birds want. But at least we're not talking a wingspan that's like probably approaching the ship size. This seems to be like big animal big, not like big vehicle big. <laughs> Again, Cobb is still kind of assuming that if it does try and grab one of the crew, it'll try and grab one of the smaller crew members. Just, you know, because probably not going to go after the biggest thing when you could grab something smaller and be guaranteed. Cobb also has never met this bird, so it might hunt differently. It might be like the predator. <laughs> it might be like the predator. In which case we have you to don't know. cover ourselves in mud so it can't see us. I think that's how it works. Cobb eyes the wet sand but does not do anything about it. <laughs> He's thinking, though. So... Sot is gathering up bits of driftwood and he has built up enough for a real big bonfire. He's made like a Sot-sized pile of driftwood, eventually. And he, he spots Cobb and Tissa and gives them a wave. Tissa waves. Yes, thank you for getting that taken care of, Mr. Sot. He gives a little salute. All right, we need to check in on everybody else and Cobb kind of like puts the boat back over in the surf where it's not going to drift away, but they could push it out if they need to. Has everybody had their medicine? Uh, no. All right. So I was like, I didn't know what to do with it. And he holds up the devil's weed, which is stiff now. All right. Well, here, I'll, I'll show you what we're going to do here. The fire is actually good. Let's go get the pot and some of the fresh water. Uh, we are going to need to pulverize this and boil it into a tea. Well, sort of tea soup, more like it, but uh, we're going to require a lot of boiling water. 
Sot scrambles to go get a pot and fill it with some water to get it near the fire. Cobb will also go to the rest of the crew and just kind of, gentlemen, sabers up. We do have a large predator in the area flying, and it is hungry. It may try and attack us and possibly run off with one of us. So everybody on your guard, weapons at the ready. And everybody, like, nods. Some of them salute like this. Is, all right. This is received. just want to make sure that everybody everybody is aware and ready of the fact that uh, Big Bird is hungry and we do look like dinner. Important. Actually, Kat, may I interrupt real fast? I think that we've said this before, but are the crew of the Westbreakers at this point, aside from us and Sot, all soldiers? Not entirely. Some of them are hired deckhands. There are a couple crusaders aboard. Marcus didn't entirely staff it with crusaders, but he brought a couple along. And those who are the ones who, I mean, first of all, salute to everything. Second of all, they rise and start kind of pacing the camp. If it's anything like normal eagles or other birds of prey, assuming it's not a big owl, when it gets dark, it should probably stop hunting. Which is a good question. What time is it? Like, where is the sun in the sky? Uh, we're looking at, I believe, late afternoon. Okay. So if it does decide to show up, most likely it will try and show up here in a little bit. Hopefully it is not nocturnal. Or crepuscular. Uh, or both. Yeah. Because if that's the case, it could decide to show up whenever it wants to show up. But what we most likely should be trying to do, though, is anybody who can get back into the ship. Those of us who are sick, we should probably try and get them back over there. So that way they are not not in the line of bird fire? <laughs> bird fire, yes. Cobb is, is thinking very hard about analogies here, but he's not coming up with anything. <laughs> so what does it do? After Cobb is done sort of giving instructions, Tiss is flitting about sort of back and forth because... She has come to the conclusion that we are repairing things, and Tissa is an adept survivor and good at finding things and moving around, and she doesn't repair things. Kathleen is looking at her skill sheet and is not finding anything that looks like that, and Tissa is sort of thinking about, well, kind of I just buy scarves sometimes and then they get frayed and um, then there are new ones so she's not sure what she needs to be doing right now so she might end up uh, fishing or something if she can join in on that if there is not already plenty of a catch oh no there's like there's some fish caught but there's I mean there's there's always room for more mm -hmm. Sea travel. Yeah, so how about, uh, I don't know, a daring or adaptability survival role for fishing? Um, what are you fishing with? Um, probably a line. Line fishing in the surf. Yeah, I think I'm going to go adaptability on that one. All right. I think that's what it that's what it takes to line fish. You got to respond to the fish, you know. Mm -hmm. I would also accept subtlety, but that is not <laughs> a very tissa thing to do. It looks like I got 
two successes and two edge successes. If you keep the edge successes, you will catch a fish who downside super poisonous. Mm -hmm. Upside toxin has medicinal uses. Mm. Can at very least be sold for plenty to people who know what to do with it. Yeah, sure. Okay. So you catch two perfectly edible fish and one just kind of weirdly bulbous and shaggy translucent sort of blue fish with big, huge yellow eyes and bitey little lips on its face. And its shagginess belies the amount of spines that are coming from it are um, truly horrendous. Mm. And a close look at this fish reveals that it must not be touched. Mm. It must not under any circumstances be touched. <laughs> Don't touch it. Cobb is just kind of like, oh, good for you. You caught a gump fish. Don't touch it. Uh, this doesn't. What do we do with it? Um, I've heard you could dry them out and, like, they're helpful. Unfortunately, I was not very, ever very good at medicine. He points over at Penelope, in fact. She might know. Um, maybe. I, I'm not as used to things from the sea, but let me see here. I would imagine Cobb knows what it's called, at least, or has a weird, funny sailor name for it. But other than that, it's just kind of like, yeah, you shouldn't touch that one. He knows not to touch that one. Somebody give me an adaptability survival roll. Two success, one edge. Oh, okay. I only got one edge success. Most of her stuff comes from boreal or prairie. Doesn't know sea remedies very well. So it's toxin in extremely low doses can be used as kind of a local anesthetic. Hmm. Um, and also... Its spines are bony needles, mm. several inches long, which means dried, extracted, and of course washed to remove the toxin. Needles. Ah. It's a pretty useful little fucker. But don't touch it. But don't touch it. But don't touch it. So, the, kind of the way I'm imagining this scene is that we're just sitting there and Tissa has two fish on the line that she's holding and another fish in the other hand and like the spear kind of in the ground a little bit behind her and we're kind of all arguing about this fish. <laughs> Penelope's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a fish. <laughs> Fishy. So what, uh, do you sun dry it? Do you with the fire? That's a good question. Uh. Cobb thinks very hard. Like, I think you dry you sun dry it we sun dry it almost anything else that was medicinal mm. i mean we can put it in a barrel of salt water and, and check at the next port town they have to have somebody there who knows what it is mm. or who knows how to use it mm. i'm awake from my nap that was a fast nap you're a nap hey clara hello oh wow need fish yeah don't touch it okay cool I'm okay. How's the how's the big tree going? Uh, big big tree going well. New wrinkle in the plan: a very large bird hungry. Um, <laughs> we look like dinner, so uh, <laughs> big tree, big bird. Mm. <laughs> Clara shrugs. Yes, un unfortunately, Clara. Um, 
you especially look like dinner, so... No. <laughs> I look like a soldier. Okay. Mr. Sot, we gotta get that medicine going. Penelope, um, make sure she doesn't go anywhere. Sounds like she's a little loopy from the <laughs> illness. Make sure she stays there. We're gonna get the medicine going for her and Marcus. Then we're gonna try and see if we can't get them over to the boat. All right. Oh, and, and Tissa, would you like a, a barrel to keep your fish in? Maybe we tried drying it. And so I think what she's going to do is she's going to draw like a little box in the sand in the sort of universal don't cross the lines kind of way and then put the fish right in the middle of it. <laughs> put the actual edible fish with other edible fish and go sort of busy yourself with trying to have a good drying mechanism for this because she knows how to dry things. Yeah. So now I have a question, and it's, uh, who wants to roll me sensitivity survival? Sure. And also, who's on lookout? You know who would make a great lookout? Tissa. Uh, mm. She's very good at watching things. Three successes on sensitivity survival. Okay. Three successes let you see a flash from the ocean of sunlight on the white bottoms of enormous wings as the eagle. And now you could get a clear look at its kind of silhouette and it's, it's hunched forward like an eagle. It has a curved hooked beak and it skims the water, grasping at something with its talons, but comes up empty. Oh, Maybe more of an osprey, then. Looks like our bird friend is, is hunting. Um, let's get Marcus and Clara onto the ship. I don't think we're going to... If he's here now, we're not going to have time. All right. All right. Clara, come here, come here. And then, like, yeah. Bob is trying to, like, herd her back into the little shelter. Yeah. You and the commander in the shelter, you're not... A, they can't see you from there. Hmm. And... Marcus is still extremely red. He's passed right the hell out, which is good because now he's no longer loudly protesting that his death is imminent. But he does not seem like he's doing great. Oh, oh okay. We we need to get this medicine to the both of them here fast. So Cobb is going to get to work on making making the gross soup, the gross anti-fever soup. Okay, the gross anti-fever soup. Penelope's going to ready her bow, um, keep a lookout to yeah. the bird, you know, not shoot any shot yet, but just keep it at the ready. How's the big tree going? You asked that already and it's going fine. Mm, did I? Yes. Because mm. we can't go anywhere without it. Well, especially because the boiler was also damaged. And you're in no way to fix it. And I think you're the only one of us who can fix it. So, yes, until the mast is repaired, we're not going anywhere. I can make Mr. Tiny Hands fix it. He's good at helping. Mr. Tiny Hands? I think she means sought. Oh. He's helping us out right now, making sure that you and the captain will have medicine that will make the fever go away. Is it bad? Do you want the honest answer? No, that means yes. 
I can give you the honest answer, and I can give you the good answer. And the good answer is yes, it's very bad. <laughs> you already did. You already answered. <laughs> it's bad. Hey, 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 Mr. Mr. Cobb. Did you know? Did you know that this island is mostly made of sandstone? I did not. That's weird, right? When you think about it? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And she kind of wanders off to go find her place in the shelter and sit down with a glass of water. I don't know if she would have really liked talking to our other friend or not. Huh. Hard to tell. Hey, where'd you get the neat sword? Hmm? Oh, um, it was made? For me? It doesn't have a handle or anything on it yet. It's just kind of there. Tell you what, when you get better, I'll let you take a look at it. Yeah. Looks cool. But you need to get better first. I can get better. Well, you will be getting better. Mr. Sot, how's that going? You hang on. We'll be there with you just a moment. And then Cobb is going to head back out and meet back up with Tissa and Penelope. All right. Um... Penelope is just watching the bird friend, keeping an eye on it. Tissa has scrolled the world word no in the two or three languages she can guess that the word no is in around the little circle with the fish. Is getting really into this thing. Really making sure people are aware that it's... Like, is possibly, like, overselling the fatality of this particular set of toxins in her mind. But it's better to be cautious. Oh, absolutely better to be safe than sorry here. Mm. But it's probably eye-roll worthy to anyone with any actual experience. Penelope wants to sketch it, but trying to keep an eye on the bird. But they're weird fish. Mm-hmm. But weird fish. Where is the bird? The bir- is the bird still kind of skimming along the water? And No, it looked like it made a dive to grab for something and is now uh, back to circling. Okay. So it still is overhead. So, Penelope, did you ever have to deal with anything remotely like this back in your neck of the woods? I have to admit most seabirds that I've dealt with aren't, well, eagles. Hmm. Um, give me a moment here. She kind of flips through some of her her sketchbooks, because she keeps kind of more of like a sketch diary. And I'm going to rule... I guess that'd be a sensitivity... Humanity? Well, I guess just maybe just a straight sensitivity. Or it could maybe sensitivity survival to see if I notice any sketches that come to mind that might relate to this bird at all. Uh, one success, one edge. I think you have not seen anything like this. You have dealt with large-winged predators because there are horrors that circle Scattered Rose Island. They don't behave as raptors do typically but you know enough about fighting large winged things to be able to communicate concepts like cover Mm. and where to aim to really just jack them up real bad okay so I kind of um, suggest you know some sort of shields or cover kind of thing if we're going to be on the beach and um, kind of point areas that are good to aim and that kind of thing. But as birds go, I don't really know too, too much. 
There are really lazy vultures in the desert, but they're really friendly, so they're probably not like this. No, our friend here definitely seems to be a little more uh, proactive when it comes to getting dinner. You know, it'd probably be hard to dive if we were in the tree line. Good point, actually. Yeah, perhaps we should get off the open beach. Or we could... Can we make more shelters? What are the spell pieces here again? Is it the same as last session? Yes. So, guided, note, glittering, enchanted, and leaf. I'm thinking freezing leaf. Making almost like a crystal dome of, like, leaves that have been, like, kind of frozen together. Okay. To kind of dome us and keep us protected. Is freezing a word you have? That is not... I am so sorry. Why? I was just going to say, that is an arcanist word. You are correct. That is not the word I have. Boo, Kirsten. Okay. It's a good spell. I'm not Felicity. I looked at the wrong words. Not today. Not right now. Uh, shoot. Can Felicity, like, tag team in, like, wrestling that? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Cobb's next venture, is the pro wrestling adventure. <laughs> Um, or maybe that can be Penelope's next adventure. If we wanted Tissa to overscatter, we could do something like sand leaf. But like, I've got, yeah, Tissa has seven scatter right now. And so that would be like all that she does for the rest of this day. We could just build a real like, like a real actual shelter made of real materials. Yeah, yeah, we could do that too. We could at the very least put one of the sailcloths up on some sticks to at the very least just like get us out of its vision. Because the sailcloths were drawing, so they, we, can, we can make like, I mean, nothing really fancy, but at the very least something to keep us out of its sight. Um, I think the big problem is the fact that we really can't move the commander. Mm. Like... He's going to be relatively okay in the small shelter here, but we don't know how smart Big Bird is. It might, you know, figure out the fact that there is somebody in one of the shelters if everybody else leaves. Um, I It might not, but again, we don't know. It is a pretty big bird, and it does have a pretty big bird brain. We could also take some of the... Because I know that some of the mast things are, are broken. We can use the broken pieces to make, like, makeshift spears to stick into the ground. So if the bird tries to, like, dive into us, it dives into a spear. I don't know. Any of this sound good to either Nick or Cobb? It's your slash his job to be decisive, right? Um, let's get to work on converting one of the sailcloths into a short overhang for now. Like, we've got some sticks. We can do that. We are, of course, also going to, you know, eventually yeah, finish work on the mast. So we can't hide from this thing forever. Mm. But hopefully it does get bored and go away. So if we can get a couple of shelters up and wait it out, it might take us an extra day here on the island. But, you know, as long as we're not getting picked off by a bird, I think we can take a little bit of extra time. So um, Sot kind of uh, peeks into the conversation. Um uh, soup's on. Ah, great. Perfect. 
We'll need to get a little bit for both Clara and the commander. What he has is a pot full of thick, rusty colored liquid that has a very strong, very sweet smell, belying what Cobb knows to be just an extremely unpleasant taste. Cobb kind of like dips just a tiny bit of his pinky into it and like licks it and just goes, yep, that's as bad as I remember, but it does mean that it is ready and it was done correctly. Clara, it's uh, it's time. Time for what? And Cobb pours a good deal of it into a bowl and hands it to her. You need to drink all of this. Just do it as fast as you can. Don't think about it. It'll be worse if you take your time. Okay. Chug. (laughs) I'm an engineer. I know how to chug. Well, don't chug too fast, because if you spit it all back up or choke on it, it's not going to help you. Ugh. I told you. I know how to chug. I'm an engineer. All right. Three, two, one, party. She does lift the bowl to her mouth and just, like, gets a couple mouthfuls down before she just lowers the bowl again. Is just visibly cringing and shuddering as this rusty orange-red dribbles from the corner of her lip. I told you, if you take your time, you're not going to like it. I I don't like it. Sot, prepare a bowl for the commander. We're probably going to have to help him out with this one. Aye, sir. Okay. Three, two, one. Misery. And she goes back to drinking, and this time she gets the rest of the bowl down. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, you're going to want to take it easy for a while, because when it starts kicking in and working, you're not going to feel great. You're going to feel worse than you do at the moment. That'll pass, but it will get rid of the fever. Blech. So you, you'll you be okay. You're just not going to be comfortable for a while. Mm. So find something to occupy your time with would be my guess. Okie dokie. Back to works. No, <laughs> no, no back to work. Trust me, you're not going to want to go back to work. Why? You said occupy myself. Read a book or something. Oh, I like that. And yeah, Clara settles into the corner with a book. And then Cobb kind of heads over to the commander and sort of like, sort of gently nudges him. All right, all right, Marcus. Uh, it's time for your medicine as well. You need this way more than she does. Uh, 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 Here, come on, up, up. And, you know, uh, Cobb kind of gets the hand behind his back and helps him sit up. We don't want you to choke on this. Cobbler... What's happening? Well, what's happening is it's medicine time for you. Oh. Are you good on your own, or do you need me to help? Uh, And Clara looks up from her book. I think that's a no. And Cobb sort of motions sought for the bowl and and hands it over to Marcus. You're going to have to drink all of this. It's not going to be great, but Clara managed to do it, so I think you can do it. No problem. Okay. I can. And he does tip the bowl up and takes a couple deep gulps and like pulls it away from his face. And it's it's mostly empty. Turns his head a little bit. Just I that was bad. Yeah. But um, 
it'll break the fever. It takes a couple of hours for it to fully work, okay. but you'll be feeling better. Uh, In the meanwhile, get some rest. Uh, and he groans and kind of hands you the empty bottle. When he sat back down, he just kind of burrows into his rolled up clothes that he's using as a pillow and just grumbles. All right. They're taking care of it, at least for now. They're probably going to complain pretty hard here in a couple of hours, but uh, they'll make it. That's a problem for later? Soth says with a half cringe. That's a problem for future Claire and for future Marcus. Penelope, how are we doing with our bird friend? Um, still seems to be circling over yonder, and she kind of points to where the bird is. Bird is still circling? Yep. It's made a couple more uh, attempts, but it does not seem to have come up with anything. Doesn't seem to be catching a lot of fish, but it, which might make it more hungry. Yeah, I guess getting the sails up as a shelter is a good idea for sure. One of the crewmen walks up and salutes, and the um, mast is ready, sir. Oh, you work quickly. It was... I mean, it's urgent. This is very true. Also urgently, uh, we need to get out and put another couple of... Uh, let's get some of the get some of the sailcloth up on poles. We want to reduce our ground visibility as much as we can until... And Cobb kind of points up at this guy until our friend here gets bored and goes home. Okay. So you guys decide to set up some tents and wait it out. And the dinner hour comes. And, I mean, you guys have food. You guys have got fish. Do you want to make any further attempts for food? Or are you going to go with the fish you caught and just stay on beach? I think staying on the beach is the best option. Staying together. And What do you think, Cobb? You know, I think we're definitely going to want to stick together while this thing is around. If it absolutely does come down to it, we'll try and move over into into the woods. But I think for now, sending anybody off by themselves is just a good way for them to get targeted. We waited out for now. I don't know how long this one hunts, but it's got to be getting kind of frustrated soon. And hopefully it'll go away. Well, since you asked for more dice, and I like rolling dice too, I did get three successes on understanding survival. And I think I'm going to interpret this as, without wandering away, digging for clams or crabs or tube worms or something like that. Yeah, I think you definitely managed to get a pretty good haul of shellfish. Some nice, fresh clams. Ooh, looks lovely. Peaches are really good. That'll, def- that'll help out greatly. Um, I think, actually, with that, even in Cobb kind of takes a small water skin off his back, I do have some leftovers from uh, last port we were in. This will help things come together nicely. And Cobb will add a little bit of... Uh, he's got some sort of clear wine or other liquor that he got from the last place and add that to the clam stew. Oh. Very nice. I think you guys have got some hard tack you could use to thicken it. You've got clams. You've got, I mean, you've definitely got salt. Like, you've got the makings of a nice little clam stew going. And so, under your makeshift tent, you and the rest of the crew of the Westbreaker 
and gather around, watch the sun decline, keep an eye out for that shadow that's been prowling. You do, you do see Clara. She emerges from the quarantine tent. She tells you that she hates you, and then she goes to the tree line. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Cobb is going to watch her like a hawk, like the other hawk, but just to make sure that also watch the hawk to make sure it doesn't get her because, yeah, yeah, I knew this would happen. It does this. Oh, no. You know, again, she'll, she'll get over it. Just some stomach rumbling and all of that fun stuff, but it beats dying of fever. Uh, let's also make sure that we've got plenty of water for her when she gets back. And I think eventually she does return and she accepts the water and she still hates you, but she seems a little clearer. That's good. It's, it's, I guess it's a sign that it's working. It's not a perfect remedy, but it works. Mm, okay, catch me up. So the mast has been shaved and shaped. It's ready for us to start putting the rest of the rigging on it. Our friend, however, is still here. And what about what time is it now? We've done some cooking and we've got some, we've had some medicine. We're looking at six-ish. So sun is slowly going down or... Yeah. Sun is almost down from top of the sky. So I'm hoping that when we finally lose the sun, our friend goes home. Mm. Because... If they don't, it's going to make things a lot more interesting this night. I have an idea. And she sits down, gets another glass of water. She seems to think about grabbing some stew and then does not want it. Anyway, here, stop me if you've heard this one before. Cannons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. While I do appreciate your enthusiasm, uh, what, do we have cannons? And two. I'm like, a modern woman. I never go anywhere without cannons. Very, very well. Um. I thought I told you this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you did, but it is just a big bird. It's not malicious. Actually, wait. What kind of shot do you have? Oh, I got all kinds. Because maybe we can put something together to scare it away. We don't need to shoot it. But something loud, something bright, something aggressive. They're all pretty loud. <laughs> That's the fun part. Uh, louder than normal. Something that, something that would scare it away. I don't know, fireworks? Something like fireworks. The cannon? Well. I'll see what I can do. I'd have to be on the deck, but... Well, if we can scare it away with the cannon on the ship, then that'll definitely make it a lot easier for A to move Marcus back to the ship, because he's probably going to be uh, needing a real roof over his head. That way the night doesn't sap all the heat out of him. And also, we do need to eventually, you know, fix the ship. And scaring it off would definitely give us enough time to put the mast on and get going. Well, in that case, then, and Cobb kind of turns to Penelope and Tissa. You want to help uh, run, run interference for us? Sure. Penelope's trying to hide how excited she is for the idea of fireworks. <laughs> so, 
first off, Clara, do you have the equipment that you would need to make some sort of something like a firework on the ship? Oh, yeah. Okay. Shit tons of gunpowder? Yeah. Okay. Cobb kind of looks around. I don't know anything that we might be able to use here. Um, Look, Cobb, like, there's all kinds of stuff you can shoot out of a cannon if you set your mind to it. Okay. I'm setting my mind, though, on scaring it away, not blowing it up. I mean, how big is it? That's a good question. And Cobb kind of like, remember the sword? Pretty certain that's a tail feather. Oh. Very big. Very big. But it's not as big as a ship. If we put a hole in it with the cannon, that's just going to kill it. And we don't want that. It is just a bird. You know, it was living here first. It's considered bad manners of the sea to show up to somebody's island and blow them up with a cannon. <laughs> bad ocean manners. Bad manners. <laughs> I think, I think that's bad. Yeah, bad manners everywhere. <laughs> Look, Captain Cobb is teaching us about ocean manners. <laughs> yes, and rule number one is cannons are very rude. You only use them when you have to. But I do agree that I think we do have to use them at this point. So we can get you back onto the ship. We can scrounge up something that you can use to scare it away. Mm-hmm. Piece of cake. We are going to have to make it back to the boat. Well, okay, we have to make it back to the boat, and then we have to take the boat back to the ship, which means that Clara and I are going to be sitting ducks. So we're going to need, and Cobb kind of points one one index finger at Tissa and Penelope. You two are going to have to help us. Once we're at the ship, we should be able to just hide inside. Uh, Clara can assemble her device. And then we should be able to scare it away. And we everybody gets to go home happy and safe. You know, Our friend maybe is a little hungry, but uh, they're not cannon fodder. So when Cobb says help, uh, you mean lookout? Like, uh, keep well, a lookout? No, I think that I think that maybe he is implying that we put ourselves in really quite a lot of danger. Oh, okay. Yes. Like a distraction to draw it to us. Yeah, we need to get its attention away from Clara and myself on the rowboat. Okay. Uh. Cobb is looking around the beach to see if he can't, like, what would be a good route or something like that. You know what? Cobb is going to... He does have tactics. He does have a little bit of tactics. Hey, now. He is going to... Tactics adaptability, because he's trying to figure out with... We've got some cover. You know, we've got the woods near us. We've got... I don't really want to throw the poisonous fish at it, because, again, we're not trying to kill it. Plus, I mean, that's... That's Tissa's poisonous fish. She earned it. (laughs) (laughs) That's her gump fish. Short for gumption. Um, (laughs) Terrible all of it. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to see what Cobb's tactical genius brain is coming up with right now. Uh, Two successes. Where's a a good place that Tissa and Penelope can cause a lot of distraction without getting, you know, chomped by Big Bird? Let's see. The island is very long. There are other areas on the island where they could effectively, like, I don't know what kind of distraction they would seem to be causing, 
but especially at the very western tip of the island, past where the spring was, they'd be able to also disappear into the tree line pretty easily. That gives me an idea. And Cobb kind of like is not really going to, I mean, like spend a lot of scatter to do this, but he just, um, he's going to cast a very mild glittering wind and kind of sort of pick up some of the sand and just kind of swirl it around. Tissa, if you can do something like this, but a little bit bigger, mm. our friend up there has really sharp eyesight. You can get them to notice you on the other side of the island. Maybe have Polly over there as well. Give it, you know, something more than just bright lights to get its, its interest. That way, when, that, when it moves over to the three of you, you can run into the woods and keep it occupied over there while we escape off to the ship. Cobb checks the distance out to the ship. It's probably, what, like 100 yards maybe? Like less? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So it, It'll take me probably three to five minutes to row out to the ship. So we're going to need you to keep this thing occupied for probably a little while. Okay. But once you have occupied it, then we can get the cannon ready. And actually, that'll be part of the plan. Once you've got it over there, try and get it over to the west side. Let it think you're over there. Then book it as fast as you can back to the ship. That way we can bring it into range of the cannon. I doubt very much your cannon can reach across the island, Clara, as much as I trust your engineering. I mean, you never know till you try. How close can you get to the bird? Mm, real close. Mostly, I was thinking if it was something, maybe we can put a fuse on it. So that way, you know, it goes out big, loud, bang, lights, smells, all that fun stuff, you know, that fireworks are associated with. It's just like, I want none of this and heads back to its nest. I think if we can get that going, that'll give us enough time to get everybody else back on the ship and things up and running. Because I doubt very much that it's going to want to mess with fireworks crew. All right. I mean, I got some phosphorus. I can definitely make something real bright. Great. Uh, I will leave that up to you then. We're going to have to move if we're going to want to use any of this remaining light, because as soon as the light goes down, we're not going to be able to see it. All right. So, Mr. Sot, gentlemen, we need all of you down here making sure that you take care of the commander. And, and Cobb points to Sot, and make sure that we take care of Mr. Sot as well, shall we? Stay out of sight, sir. All right, and then Cobb will kind of peer out and see where the bird is and uh, see about maybe distracting a little bit so that uh, Penelope, Pollyanna, and Tissa can make it over to the woods and we can begin our grand master plan. The bird is actually much closer now than it was before. It's circling nearer the West Breaker, about at the height where the crow's nest would be if it still had one. Mm. Oh, dear. So. All right, let's move fast. Yeah, you can see that its wingspan can straddle the Westbreaker. It may not be as large as the Westbreaker is, like, about a stern, but it is big enough to cross it um, side to side. That's real big. That's a big bird. Okay, so Tissa has three successes on daring navigation because that seems like the right thing to say, make a safe break for it as fast as possible. Yeah, that sounds exactly right. And Penelope's going to do a daring riding. Two successes, two edge. Okay. No, that's... Uh, actually, let me... Um... Ooh. Hmm? Oh, that you're going to roll for the bird. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm roll for Bird. Bird didn't get that, that's for sure. Before they head out, Cobb is just like, good luck out there, you two. I know you can do it. Mm. Thank you. We'll do our best. Try and buy us about ten minutes. That should be enough to get everything up on the deck. So, with your successes, you definitely both manage to make it to the tree line. Now, Kirsten, are you taking the air to the western tip of the island? Um, yes, but not super high. I'm still, like, maybe two and a half people up, staying close to Tissa. Your treetop flying. And I'll keep a lookout as well, and if, if I see anything, I'll call down to Tissa. Yeah. Because it is circling, and its circle begins to broaden, and it soars higher and does begin moving toward you guys. All right, Clara. They've got his attention. We gotta go. Let's go. So, Red, I can't do anything big because I think that I think that I would stop being here. Um, um, I can do glittering wind to make that sort of distraction that Cobb was kind of doing earlier. I mean, Cobb was mostly saying that because it's an eagle, it's going to be attracted to, like, shiny things and it's going to pick up on it real fast. If it already is picked up on you, then I guess just, like, keep its attention for a little bit. Okay. Try and play a cat and mouse, or I guess maybe, like, goat and eagle? <laughs> I guess it would be eagle and goat, wouldn't it? Um, two successes and one edge on understanding tactics. How can Tissa do what Cobb is asking her? Mm. That's a good question on very little, like being very economical scatter wise. Mm -hmm. Um, it would probably need Penelope's help and it would have to be like all, all dazzle and no substance. Right. I don't think you've got substance in you right now. Like there could be hella substance, but being catatonic seems like not a very good way to not get eaten by a bird. That's, that's an extremely good way to get eaten by a bird. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Another thing you've noticed is that the light is low. Mm -hmm. The sun has touched down on the horizon and is beginning to sink beneath the waves. Okay, so I would like Cobb to roll. I'm assuming daring athletics. Yes, Cobb is, is, is big, jumping in the boat and rowing as hard as he can. But go fast like speed of sound. It's where we're gonna, that's what we're going to aim for. Oh, there's some, those are some dice you're not going to like. Uh, two successes, two edge successes. Okay. I think if you keep those edge successes, you are going to basically burn through what stamina you have and are not going to be particularly good at doing else. Well, but that gets us without getting hit by the bird, though, right? I mean, that gets you to ship very fast. Um, gets you to ship very fast. Very fast, like speed of sound. Fast, like speed of sound. Well, Cobb still does need to haul, like, a gun out on deck, so I don't think he can afford to gas himself now because... Clara certainly can't move a cannon by herself. Um, but do gotta go fast. I think we're gonna go fast. I think running out of stamina is a problem for future Cobb. Okay, problem for future Cobb. Here we go. So the eagle is broadening its circle and it has spotted Tissa and Penelope and is kind of rising up and circling around. But 
as it does so, it does notice something moving on the ocean below. And it does make an attempt for the boat. Luckily, it doesn't roll as many dice to attack a boat as it rolls to spot things. It is an eagle, after all. It is very good at spotting things. It's real good at seeing stuff. I think one success is going to get it extremely uncomfortably close. <laughs> that's, that's why we got to go fast like speed of sound. Tell me why exactly this one success didn't catch you. Um, Cobb was a little, like, overzealous on this, but uh, he did manage to get the, like, he got far enough out that by the time that the eagle could, like, swoop down, they were up to the side of the boat. And just as it tries to, like, go down to actually grab them, like, it has to pull up because otherwise it would just run into the boat and knock itself out. So it, it shoots right overhead off the boat and, like, has to head on out and, like, swerve, like, you know, loop around for a comeback. So Tissa is going to wave Penelope down, and Tissa is going to cast Guided Searing with the idea that hopefully he, the bird, will be directed towards us in the sort of last of the sun's rays. Okay. And I will add, um, I always add arrow to everything. Uh, <laughs> A big glowing arrow shows the eagle where you are. I'm going to do it. I'm going to add arrow. <laughs> That's my girl. That's my girl. Guided searing arrow. So I'm going to ask each of you, uh, no, Kirsten's spending a memory point. I think I'm going to ask for... I can spend up to two. Yeah, you can spend up to two. Yeah, I think I'm just going to ask you for one scatter on this one, because there's a lot more to be done before this is solved. Mm -hmm. So what happens is one of the last of the... Well, the sun has just touched the horizon. And as its rays skim across the surface of the ocean, one of them is pointed and scarlet red like a beam of fire and it travels right past the eagle's head as it reels from its sudden course correction against the hull of the Westbreaker and points directly to you guys and it seems to take note of you two good okay we've got its attention we have its attention <laughs> Cobb notices too, and he's just like, "All right, come on, come on, Clara, up, up," and like starts trying to get her up the up the ladder on the side of the boat. And Clara scrambles up onto boat. And here is where the edge successes come in. Cobb goes to take a drink of his terrible pirate energy drink, and he's out. <laughs> oh no! Ah. Oh no! Well, now I get to shoot the bird. Ugh. We need to get you a cannon first, and you need to actually get us some ammunition, so let's... Come on, and Cobb, like, hustles Clara, like, into the hole. And that's what we're doing. What are the big heroes over on the other side of the island doing? Uh, making ourselves as, like, noticeable as possible to keep the bird's attention, and... And... Actually, since it has our attention, I'm gonna... Uh, along with this arrow, I'm thinking of doing, like, something like flying leaf to make the leaf move as if it's some kind of like prey. Okay. 
Well, since I've got memory points to kill, how about finding flying leaf? Ooh, I like that. And so it's the eagle who's going to be finding it. Okay. You, this one, again, I'm going to ask for one scatter. You guys are just, you guys are doing the magical equivalent of wiggling the branches to pretend that there's a prey there. Okay. So the eagle's got three successes. So I'm going to give you the option of scaling this spell up. If you spend more than three scatter, it will see this and not you. Okay. I have a few more scatter. So if I spend more than three? Yes. Three or more. Yeah, I'll spend three scatter so it sees it, the pretend prey. Okay. And it starts circling that particular area at the edge of the forest. You guys are at the, the westernmost edge of the island. So I would like both of you to give me sensitivity rolls. I am going to give an additional die to Tissa for reasons. Because I am unscrutable. Inscrutable. I mean inscrutable. You're unscrupulous. Oh, I got nothing. With that extra die on sensitivity survival, I get one success. Um, you guys hear nothing. Well, Tissa, hell, says Kathleen. No, Tissa hears more nothing than perhaps she should. Oh. That weird quiet that was here when you cast your spell. Like, when the eagle flies overhead, its wing beats are just a little quieter. Huh. It is an eagle owl. An owl. Hmm. Like when I cast Finding Note a couple episodes ago, you mean? Yes. Hmm. Is that an understanding role, sensitivity role, to try to piece this together because I'm having difficulty with what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, give me an understanding role. Three successes for understanding focus. Okay. So, um, when you cast Finding Note, you heard the note fall silent in this area. Mm -hmm. And now that you're in this area, everything is quieter. Finding note was being extremely literal. There's some kind of source of quiet or silence around here. Okay. The legend said that the treasure was hidden somewhere the sound of the ocean couldn't reach. Oh. Huh. I mean, that's not relevant right now, but... It's really not relevant right now, but... Good to keep in mind. Well, wait. Actually, it's not relevant enough that Tissa just stops and looks at Penelope and goes, uh, um, Red? The, the treasure's over there. What? How do you, how do you know that? Well, um, cause, um, the, it's, it's supposed to be someplace where you can't hear the waves and it's real quiet here. And, um, oh yeah, the bird. Mm, mm, right, right. And I believe... We're going to break this down next time. I'm looking at our time right now. <laughs> I guess we're just going to hang off that cliff until then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, let's hang off this cliff. And as we hang off this cliff and our life flashes before our eyes, let's revel in our memories. <laughs> I got to love Clara being like, Cannons. <laughs> it was one of the first things that she said to us after um, 
she was talking to us and not mad about like Penelope like picking her up without her consent yeah. or whatever. Actually, it was mostly Cobb she was mad at. All right, ship on her. I have actually really liked having to temper Clara's um, bloodthirst, I guess. <laughs> like, she has a good idea, but, but I mean, Cobb is at heart a nice guy. He doesn't want to, like, this is just a bird. He doesn't want to blow up a bird. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, He doesn't want to Randy Johnson the shit out of this eagle. <laughs> no, like, it's... Clara will Randy Johnson the shit out of this eagle. Clara gets a little excited when she gets to use all of her th- stuff. And, that's true. and Cobb is just like, that's a great idea, but, and I, I have, I have been enjoying that also, uh, I guess Marcus didn't do a whole lot, but, but convincing him to drink his gross soup. <laughs> yeah. That was very cute. Berries, give them to me. I need them to live. So actually I'm kind of in this situation where Tissa's normal solution to doing things is to cast lots of magic and she's out of scatter. So like that was interesting and seeing what happens next is going to be really interesting too. Yeah. I think at first I was like, Oh no, Tissa's out of scatter, but I'm like, actually, you know, (laughs) I guess maybe she has to learn things. huh? Tissa needs to learn how to solve problems without (laughs) casting enormous magics. Also, the decision that, oh, this is completely irrelevant and therefore something Tissa will notice. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Very good. And what are your memories, all of our listeners? Oh, wait, there's one more thing. Um, Nick has to decide where Cobb's memory point is going. Yeah. Um, I think this week goes to Tissa for her gross fish. (laughs) That's a good fish. (laughs) Well, we're talking about memories. I love that fish. Yeah, the 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 the, the gump fish is pretty great. I like it. I don't know why I decided to call it that. It's a good name. I like it. <laughs> I like how she like put a bunch of symbols of like no, do not touch. <laughs> now I 100% have to find a way to pay that <laughs> off because it deserves to be paid off. It's a good fish. <laughs> so audience, what what were your memories? Share them with us. Maybe they're about cool and gross fish. Yeah, have you ever found a gross fish? Were you supposed to touch it? Did you touch it anyway? <laughs> you probably shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. But we're not going to judge you. You can tell us. You can tell us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs <laughs> or using the email form on our website at peachgardengames.com. We won't judge you. We won't. I'll get the fish story started. There was a time where my brother startled me because I was super nervous about this salmon that was all like, it had already spawned. So it was all like kind of ratty looking like a zombie fish. And he snuck up behind me and made a hissing sound. And the fish had these really long teeth. And I was like, holy shit, the fish hissed at me. But no, it was just my brother. But it scared the shit. <laughs> it scared me real bad. <laughs> so that's my gross fish story. That's a, that's a, Yeah. Did you touch the fish? I did not. <laughs> okay. We'd love to hear your memories about playing heroic chord and all the weird fish you find in it. And join us next week for more of the same. And birds. Yeah. I like this sudden naturalistic like bent we've been taking here. Yeah. It's fun. Join us next week. <laughs> I promised Peril, and that's the eagle's name. Eagle's called Peril. That's a cool, that's a, that's a cool name for an eagle. I'm not going to lie. Truth. 
Next week, we go into the talons of peril. Next time. Bye.